And welcome to the movie review. This is the Disney. I'm trying to make it land every single time and make it go. Ah! Is it working? You sort of more startled me than right than outright scary. Oh, was that why your face was like? Oh, I wondered what. Like, well, what's oh, going on? I thought maybe it sat on something. You sort of went. <laughs> <laughs> what's I, going on? If that is the case, then I don't want to know anymore. No, neither but, do I. This is the movie review, films of Disney. Uh, today, I like is... how he waits until we start, and Sorry. then he starts wrestling. Oh, no, it was, it was we were waiting I was and waiting. Trying, I was trying not to litter your floor with my marijuana wrappers. <sighs> that was a very hard sentence to Mar-mal, say. Yeah. <laughs> marijuana wrappers. Anyway, uh, before I was rudely interrupted, we again we are here today to discuss Beauty and the Beast, Disney's 1991 animated classic, number 30. I'm going to say this. Fuck off, was it 91? It was 91. Yeah. I went to the cinema. I remember going to the cinema. You were to see seven. It. I remember going to the cinema yeah. to see it. I was too young to go to the cinema. To 1991. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It was also I didn't the, believe it either. It was also the reason why best animated uh, film was made at the Oscars as well. Because it was up for best film. Yeah. And so they thought we'll give it its own category. So that's um, a useless trivia for you. Right from yeah. the word go. Well, uh, we're very good at that. Yeah. Useless trivia. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll just briefly run through the, the story. In the film's prologue, an enchantress disguised as an old beggar woman offers a young prince a rose in exchange for a night's shelter. When he turns her away, she punishes him by transforming him into an ugly beast and turning his servants into furniture and other household items, as you do. Mm-hmm. She must have some serious issues yeah. to, to... To even do that. Even do, yeah, yeah, I mean, why... Because she's evil and she has the power. Oh. Unlike He-Man, who used it for for the powers of good. Yeah. Because he had the power. Um, she uses it to turn people same. into furniture and household <laughs> items. <laughs> yes. And a monster. Yeah. He's a beast. A beast. She gives him a magic mirror that will enable him to view faraway events, and she gives him the rose. Why, why give him the mirror? I so he can the mirror the... ever touched on in the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he uses and she gives lot. him the rose, which will bloom until his twenty-first birthday. He must love and be loved in return before all the roses' petals have fallen off, or he will remain a beast forever. Now that is another plot point that annoys me. He leaves it until the very last minute to even yeah. bother. Yeah, but oh. then you wouldn't have a film otherwise. I mean, if he did it from the word go, so like, there you are. They banged off. They went. Yeah. Beast children were made, and there you go. Years later, a beautiful but unusual young woman, because she reads a lot. How is that unusual? Named Belle. Li- oh, don't ask me. <laughs> she doesn't quite fit in with the farmer's lifestyle, which seems to be prevalent in her village. But he's not a farmer. She, he, uh, well, it's an farming, a farming village, that sort of, you know, rural oh, sort of right, village. Oh, yeah. right, no, okay. She lives in a nearby French village with her father, Maurice. It's a French village, but it's not in France. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they're all American. Yeah. Um... She Up lives with one. her father, Maurice, who is an, an inventor. Belle loves reading and yearns for a life beyond the village. She's courted by the arrogant local hero, Gaston. You can tell he's arrogant and he's the uh, the, the bad guy. <laughs> I've made this point off, off of... Uh, 
Off microphone? Off record? Off, yeah, before we started recording. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. He has a square chin, so he is... Ergo, a villain. Yeah. Automatically evil in the Disney universe. And has arms the size of tree trunks. That doesn't make Which, him evil. Yeah. Usually does in Disney films. He, he's just very loud. I think yeah. that doesn't help him. Um, his latest invention is a wood chopping machine. When he rides through the woods to display the machine at a fair, he loses his way and stumbles upon the beast's castle. Doesn't he... Go against the, his horse. Yes, he his gets, horse indicates which way he should go, and he chooses the the darker, horrible way. Yeah, gets like an by, idiot. Gets get chased by wolves. Yeah, he meets the transformed servants Cogsworth, Lumiere, and Mrs. Potts, and her son Chip, so called because he's a cup with a chip in it. <laughs> yes. The beast imprisons Maurice, but Belle is led back to the castle by Maurice's horse and offers to take her father's place. When the Beast agrees to this and sends him home, Maurice tells Gaston and the other villagers what happened, but they think he has lost his mind, and so he goes to rescue Belle alone. Meanwhile, the Beast orders Belle to dine with him in a very angry Michael Dawn fashion. Dine with me! (laughs) But she refuses, surprisingly, and Lumiere disobeys his order not to let her eat. After Cogsworth gives her a tour of the castle, she finds the rose... In a forbidden area, and the beast angrily chases her away, growling the entire time. Uh, from what I recall, <gasps> he was yeah. really growling. Frightened, get out several times. Frightened, she tries to escape, but she and her horse are attacked by wolves. After the beast rescues her, she nurses his wounds. He gives her the castle library as a gift, and they become friends. Later, they have an elegant dinner and a romantic ballroom dance with uh, the first proper use of three uh, D CG type stuff in uh, an animated film which is very nice mm. big chandelier thing um, when he lets her use the magic mirror she sees her father dying in the woods and with only hours left I've, I've interpreted the beauty and the beast in stick figure oh right okay uh, the beauty has the big boobs and he has fangs on his I'm a bit worried right. if it was the other way around <laughs> very the be- small the beauty has figures. the fangs the beast has the big boobs <laughs> that's why he's the beast yeah <laughs> Um, the beast allows her to leave, giving her the mirror to remember him by. This horrifies the servants, who fear they will never be human again. As he watches her leave, the beast admits to Cogsworth that he loves Belle. Now all he needs is her to love him back, and the spell is complete. Or Belle even broken. Yeah, or broken. Yeah. Yes. Touche. <laughs> Belle finds Maurice and takes him home, but Gaston arrives with a lynch mob. Unless she agrees to marry Gaston, the manager of the local madhouse will lock her father up. Belle proves Murray sane by showing him then the beast with a magic mirror, but when she says the beast is her friend and calls Gaston a monster, he becomes murderously jealous, arouses the mob's anger against the beast, mm. and leads them to the <laughs> castle to kill him. The same time, then. He locks Belle and Maurice in the basement, but Chip, who hid himself in Belle's baggage, what? <laughs> <laughs> chops the basement door apart with Maurice's machine. While the servants drive the mob out of the castle, Gaston finds the beast and attacks him. Very um, bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm. Uh, the beast is initially too depressed to fight back, but he regains his will when he sees Belle arriving at the castle. After winning a heated battle, the beast spares Gaston's life and climbs up to a balcony where Belle is waiting. Gaston follows the beast and stabs him from behind, but loses his footing and falls to his death. I think in that scene is where you see... Uh, the skull in his eyes as he plummets to his doom. Oh, right. It's like a hidden little thing. You don't actually see him die, but that implies that he does die. While the beast is dying from his injuries, Belle whispers that she loves him, breaking the spell just before the last petal drops from the rose. The beast comes back to life and he and the servants become human again. The film ends as Belle and the prince dance in the ballroom with her father and the servants happily watching. 
Thank you. We've been the movie review and good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the end of it. Um, oh, bloody key hell. things: Angela Lansbury. That's the bed knobs and broomsticks lady. And she she murder she wrote. And murder she wrote. Yeah. She is um, Mrs. She, Potts. Mrs. Potts. She, and sings, she sings Beauty and the Beast. Yes. The song. Yes. Tale as old as time. And she's very old now. Yeah, she's yes. very, very. She's very old then. To be honest. Um, what they did with this film. Uh, which I quite like. I don't. They didn't do it for every single film afterwards, but everyone on the voice cast was involved in a Broadway production. Hmm. So everybody who was cast in the film could also sing. Ah, lovely. Um, so I, I, I quite liked the fact that they did that, and they didn't do it in subsequent films like The Lion King, because uh, Matthew Broderick doesn't actually sing any of his stuff, and the kid playing Simba doesn't sing any of his stuff, I don't think. They didn't do it for Milan either. No. So it, they didn't do it for every film, but for Beauty and the Beast, they certainly did. Um, and it's got it's a typical Disney film. Lots of uh, nice songs. You've got the disenfranchised Beast, who's the anti-hero, uh, trying to win the heart of Belle, the uh, the outsider. Which is uh, appropriate because Belle is French for beauty. Yes. Or beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's another one based on a book as well. Yes. Which I've never read, but I quite like to. I'd imagine um, it's probably a lot more tragic than the uh, the Disney one, as tends to be the uh, <coughs> the thing with most of Disney's adaptations, especially The Little Mermaid, which the original is by nowhere near as happy as that. So I'd imagine the original of Beauty and the Beast is probably a lot more tragic yeah. as well. I think it was in French, actually. It was actually written in French. Well, if it's yeah. based in French, chances are yeah. it's going to be Not French. all the time. <laughs> but the um, it's the second film to use Disney's caps software which what, is what um, uh, computer animation production system oh right okay <clears throat> what was the first one it was developed for Disney by Pixar I don't know uh, oh so probably Pic- could have been L- Little Mermaid uh, uh, let's, let's maybe, have a look at that yeah. on here I don't know but um, it's cho- I don't think it's as full uh, as uh, as many memorable songs as say The Lion King Oh, I don't know. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is the only one that really stands out for me. Be Our Guest. Be, Be Our, Our Guest, guest yeah. is, in my opinion, the best Disney song. No. That's my opinion. No. No, no your no. opinion is relevant. I, I, <laughs> care not. I care not. The best Disney your song... Your opinion is null and void. The best yes. Disney song ever is Be I Our Just guest. Can't Wait to Be King. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I, I like it anyway. I'm not saying it's a bad song, it's just not the best. Well, um, you, again, your opinion, null and void. I don't care. There's, there's, I mind you, Beauty and the Beast is one of my favourites of all the Disney ones. I do want to get a hold of the score because that was very good as well. Mm. Although it had a bit of classical music in it as well, merged in. But for the life of me, I've forgotten what well, the piece was called now. My, uh, my internet is, uh, is throwing a bit of a wobbly. Oh no, our research medium has. Uh, no. Yeah. Let's try that again. It keeps coming up with <coughs> internal server. An internal Ooh, server. Error. Check out the sound wave on that. That is a beast. <laughs> Lovely jubbly. Um, anyway, it doesn't really matter which, which no. film we used caps first. But no. um, <clears throat> does it say what classical music was used in the score? Does it say there at all? Anyway? Ashman and Menken wrote the beauty song score during the pre-production. Yeah. Uh, the opening operetta-styled bell being their first composition for the film. Other songs included Be Our Guest, sung to Belle by the Objects. Uh, Gaston, a solo for the swaggering villain. <laughs> Human Again, a song describing Belle and Beast's growing love from the object's perspective. And the love ballad Beauty and the Beast and the climactic The Mob Song. 
like that song. That's very um, songs were mostly recorded live, and the voice cast performing simultaneously rather than overdub separately in order oh. to give the songs an, uh, a cast album like energy. Oh, nice. <clears throat> uh, blah, blah, blah. Don't remember saying that, is it? No, uh, it doesn't really mention anything about uh, all of that. I know that Ashman, one of the composers, died of AIDS-related complications eight months before the film was released. Blimey. Um And he was also working on Aladdin at the time, mm. which was uh, completed by Tim Rice. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. And a pop version of the Beauty and the Beast themes, performed by Celine Dion, and Peebo Bryson over the end credits was released as a commercial single from the film's soundtrack. It was also shit as well. Yeah. It became an international <laughs> pop hit. Mm. I prefer the Angela Lansbury one. Yeah, yeah. mate, yeah. It's got more Far better. soul to it. It's got a very it's it's got a nice orchestra behind it. Well the, the musical numbers it doesn't list any classical music. Oh, there is definitely a bit in there. Yeah. That is classical music, but I couldn't tell you what the piece is. But um, To be completely honest with you. It's actually finished on a tighter schedule than most Disney films. They usually have a four-year scheduling period. And this one only had a, a two-year period. Right. <clears throat> so uh, they, it, the fact it was that good and that higher quality in just a two-year production period is uh, most impressive. Yes. It's surprising it won... Uh, won uh, <laughs> it, won, it, uh, it won a baby. Oh, it's a baby. It's a baby. You probably it's hear that on the background of the, uh, the yes. podcast as well. If there are children in there, it's only the ones we keep in cages. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh, okay. I keep them in the basement. Oh, that's all right. <coughs> I prefer cages. Well, I prefer them in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson style. Oh, I, I someone's got to do it. I, I thought I was lowering the tone a bit, but no, obviously not. Uh, Beauty and the Beast gets uh, a 94% Rotten Tomato score. Oh, it deserves a bit more than that. Um, so does that mean it's fresh? Yes. And it's uh, one of the uh, films that was released in the Disney Renaissance between Little Mermaid and Tarzan, between 89 and 99, when pretty much all of their films were very good. Yeah, yeah, and they, all, they were all... <laughs> After a bit of a, a dark patch in the 80s. Yes, they did have some very esoteric films in the 80s, yeah. didn't they? Like and, Oliver uh, and Company. It's, uh, what was that? Uh, yeah, I... I Don't. vaguely remember that, but I only ever saw it once. It wasn't really that well advertised. And uh, the Blu-ray release <clears> looks <throat> fantastic. I need to buy it still. Lovely looking film. Mm. And I th- uh, back in the day, I'd only actually like watched it once. Yeah. Um, I don't think we actually owed, owned it in the first. I played the first demo of the video game on PC. Yeah. There was you had a to, video um, game. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is an action platform <coughs> for the Super Nintendo as well. <coughs> And there was oh Beauty and the Beast Bell's Quest for the Mega Drive. Oh dear. Uh, and also, Beauty and the Beast Roar of the Beast, a side scrolling video game for the Mega Drive. Oh dear. And uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, a board game adventure, is uh, available for the Game Boy Color. Man, they certainly <clears throat> merchandised that bitch, didn't yep, they? Jesus they did. Wept. Oh, this is one best film at the Oscar. Yep. Let's go to town on it. Well, it was worthy of an Oscar. Pretty much. Yeah. But, I mean, um, it's traditional Disney in a way. They've, they've taken uh, an old classic story, which was, uh, let's see, La Bette something or other. Mm. It was def- It was a French book. La Belle, El- La Belle et la Bette. Or Bette. I think it's Bette because it's got the little hat over the first E. Ah. So I think it's Bette. Does it say who wrote it? Uh, by Jean-Marie La, Pr- la Prince de Beaumont. 
There you go. So that's the original story. Um, he was uh, a French novelist between 1711 and 1780. Mm, so it's an old. He, he wasn't a novelist that entire time. Oh, she, Jean Marie, double N E. Yeah, Jean Marie. Um, she was born in Rouen and died in 1780. Um, mm. So yeah, she uh, she wasn't a novelist between 1711 and 1780. She was alive for that period of time. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I, I enjoy the um, the story of Beauty and the Beast. Although there are some silly things like uh, Maurice. Ignoring his horse and going the the dark route, and uh, but then if he hadn't, the beast would have died a lonely, yeah, pauper true. in his castle. But it's, it's like silly surroundings by like his uh, anthropomorphized <laughs> furniture. Yeah, Angela Lansbury would not have been happy. No, she definitely wouldn't have got to sing anyway. No. So what would happen if he didn't find love by the time the last petal? They'd, they'd have all they'd, stayed. They all died, or I think they'd have all stayed in that form. Ah. But it's in many ways it sort of um, emulates the same sort of stories like Sleeping Beauty or um, you know, Cinderella, uh, Snow White as well, for like classic Disney fare. Mm. It's like one of those stories based on uh, an old classic tale, and uh, yeah, it's it's Disney at their best. I think it's like yeah. that period between like eighty nine and ninety nine was um, yeah a classic era. I mean, you've got um, Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. Um, Tarzan, whatever else came out between Lion King and Tarzan that I can't Mulan remember. Came out. Was it Mulan? Mulan yeah. was under a long time, I think. So they, they had, a, they had a good, good few years there. I mean, they they lost <coughs> it a little bit, and they, they are starting to bring it back somewhat. But um, we're obviously in the post Shrek world of uh, animated films now, mm. so Disney are having to sort of play catch up a little bit with all mm. of that. But uh, all in all, Beauty and the Beast, great little Disney film. It's a shame they tarnished it with so many sequels, though. Well, they, they did one, didn't they? Two. There was Belle's Christmas Adventure, and there was another one. Well, they're not... I don't think they're, strictly speaking, sequels. They're mid-quals, apparently. Well, either, either way, they were not very good. Yeah. <laughs> I watched both of them and thought, oh dear. They were pretty the, pants. Yeah, it's the Enchanted Christmas. But same with, with everything. It's like uh, any sort of Christmas-based tie-in they do. It's not going to be very good. They do... Um, any sort of sequel, like director video or director DVD sequel, it's going to be obviously inferior to the original. Yeah, it's not going to have the same amount of production value as no. the original film. So um, that's the only thing about Disney I'm not massively keen on. But I don't collect the um, the sequels, apart no. from Jungle Book Two. But I, I, I didn't really plan to own that. That was just it was the easiest one to buy for me. <laughs> There's, the only, there's only two sequels I intend to own by them, and that's Bambi 2, which I already have, and A Lion King 2, which I don't yet own. Uh, they may re-release that when it comes out on Blu-ray next Hopefully. year. Hopefully. If they do a box set, I really don't want the third one. But there you go. We discussed that in the last podcast. Yes, we did. Of which so, I, I'd go, For those of you who listened to the last podcast, a bit of trivia I found out recently about The Lion King, they're apparently doing a 3D version of it. What isn't in 3D though? How the frig are they going to get any sort of appeal out of that? I'll never know, but there you go. Because um, it's possibly Disney's best film and uh, it will make lots of money at the cinema. But what's Why is George Lucas doing Star Wars in 3D? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it lends itself yeah. to it. Yeah. Because it's a money making <laughs> <Yeah>. scheme. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I couldn't say that either. Straight it lends no. itself to 3D. 
<laughs> you nearly managed it. Yeah, you almost got there. Yeah. You cracked halfway through. But hey ho, uh, that's, that's for think? another time. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Disney at their best in the early nineties. It showed the, the possibilities of what uh, CG animation could do when blended with two D. Mm. I I have no problem at all with mixing the two. No. My problem is the over reliance on uh, just general three D animation. Yeah. Um, 3D CG animation as opposed to 2D. Yeah. I mean, uh, I when I say 3D, I don't mean 3D cinema 3D. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, yeah, no. um, as opposed to 2D animation. Yeah. I mean, there is one thing that Beauty and the Beast has done is it spawned a new legacy for it besides the book as well. Because I mean, they've been. I went to see a, a play of it several years ago. Oh, there's the they, um, it the was, musical that followed as well. Yeah, yeah the I, stage I, show. I saw one. It wasn't the Disney one, I don't think, but. Uh, it had different songs in it and whatnot, but without the Disney film, I don't think that would have ever existed. No. Nightwish wrote a very good song about it, apart from the fact that their keyboardist really shouldn't have sung on it, but that's beside the point. The remake version of it was very good, yeah. and without the film, none of that would have ever happened. So it opened up the public's eyes to a very good love story. Yes, yes. So, that wraps up our brief discussion on Beauty and the Beast. Brief. Well, brief well, enough. Most of it was you reading the story, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then pointing out silly things. Yes. Are you all so. sitting comfortably, children? Then we shall begin. Yeah. Not <laughs> the end. Yeah. Um, any idea what you want to do next? Um, so we can actually make sure we do it. Some old, one of the older classic ones. We could do uh, Snow White. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Go right the way back, yeah. yeah. 1939. Somewhere around then. Yeah, no, it's been earlier than that. 37 I think maybe yeah because Bambi was 42 yeah so oh. go all the way back to the very beginning yeah. of, uh, of um, right the way Disney. back yeah uh, Disney's animated features uh, which was also yeah. based on a book or a fairy tale wasn't it? yes it was pretty much all of them are yeah there's a, yeah, there's a recurring so. pattern here. <laughs> um, so yeah we'll be back next time with uh, <coughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs so thank you for listening uh, if you have any questions or would like to request a film for us to review uh, send an email to info that's info at randomstoke.com he's going to the toilet he's disappeared didn't even make it to the end <laughs> he's done a runner we're, we're like 20 seconds from the end and you can't <laughs> oh, no okay no, yeah, no, he's, he's gone. gone he's gone so uh, yeah if you have any questions send an email to info at randomstoke.com that's becoming quite a regular theme isn't it yeah he disappears he at disappears the end the at the end ones, yeah. I'm doing the outro and, and then, then we're, we're left off to talk about him yeah. afterwards He's not very nice. No, he's a he's a, he's a bastard. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's, he's a no. No, <laughs> leave it that low. Thank you for listening and goodbye for now.